Hello and welcome to Strata Chat, where you can listen to real stories about real people and all things Strata. Our goal is to help you understand Strata and inspire you to create your own thriving Strata community. So, good day. Hi and welcome to Strata Chat. Today I'm actually speaking with Ashley Goodchild uh, from Soco Realty Property Management. Hi Ashley, how are you? Good Liz, thanks for having me on. Oh, you're most welcome. So today we're going to be speaking about all things property management. Would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. So my name's Ashley Goodchild and I've been in property management for, gosh, going on about 25 years now, uh, well, nearly 25 years. Um, And I have a business that specializes in property management and we work in the Perth metro area. We have about 600 properties under under management and, um, and it's a fun industry to be in <laughs> fun it's, know, a, it's a really tough industry isn't it like you know people just think oh property managers we were talking about that earlier hey yeah it, it can be stressful definitely there's a lot of things to take on board I guess from a management we're dealing with a lot of um a lot of clients but it is if you educate yourself like what we're doing sort of today it definitely makes the job a lot easier yeah do you think um do you actually find that a lot of property managers come in from admin sort of roles and I suppose it's cyclic isn't it really yeah they do they start from like a leasing management um sorry leasing admin role and they work their way up but quite often a property manager's out doing a registration course which might take them a couple of weeks and then they're thrown into the industry and then there's not really any other training except for in the workplace and you sort of have to learn as you go along. Yeah and I know some people say they'd never be a strata manager but I just look at all that interviewing and uh, screening prior to even getting your tenant on board and then trying to you know manage the property and the tenant and I just think no I'd rather strata management over property management any day it's funny because I said the same thing about strata managers I would never want to be a strata manager I love being a property manager so yeah very interesting there you go maybe we should swap roles at some stage so I had a great story actually over the weekend about uh, one of my um, owners was telling me about a friend of theirs who privately let out their house for the last 15 years no issues you know typical Perth all cruisy you know payments every week and everything like that Um, and then all of a sudden Tenants stopped paying the rent for a few months, said he was looking for a job. Owners finally went to check in and I think they had gone through their own sort of cowboy-style process to evict and change the locks and found a drug lab. Major damage to the property. The insurer will not pay out all costs and I dare say you would, especially in Perth, there's a lot of those sort of stories going on. Um, so I suppose it leads me to the next thing. I'm renting out my strata property. Why do I need a real estate agent? (laughs) Um, a, a real estate agent is so important at the moment. I think there is a lot of stress with COVID going on and a lot of stories that do get spun, um, from tenants. I think there's also a lot of changes in our legislation and during COVID there were certain things that we weren't able to do. We weren't able to breach a tenant, etc. So you have to be really up to date. And I think the fact that a property manager found it difficult to stay up to date with everything, how would you expect a landlord to do the same? And 
managing your property privately is always good until something goes wrong. And the problem is, is that when it goes wrong, it goes really, really wrong. And that's for the fact, you know, for the state of a um, managing fee, someone who's working on your property seven days a week in most situations, it's a tax deductible expense. I would say you'd be absolutely crazy not to use a property manager, definitely at this time. Um, I know that there is some landlords who maybe have had a bad experience with a property manager before and they have always privately managed. When COVID hit, though, those owners... Oh, it was massive. Yeah, it was massive. and we actually Massive said, changes in regulations and requirements. Yeah. Huge. And we actually said to them, listen, let us manage it. Just have a little break for a year or two just to get everything streamlined again and back to normal. And then if you want to manage it yourself, do it. But you really just need to have that break and let the professionals look after it, definitely in this climate. And, you know, you talk about, you mentioned there, the fees, you know. Some people focus on the fees, but in reality you can actually help them end up with a better quality tenant because you know what you're screening for. Um, you probably have a pool of tenants also, applicants across the board that you that might have applied for a different property. You could actually suggest their property to. And what sort of fees are we really talking about here? What sort of percentage is it anyway? Yeah, anywhere between 8.8 to 9.35 is quite normal and average for Perth. And then you've got your ancillary fees, so just your inspection fees, and uh, court attendance, insurance claims, etc. Court attendance, that's a dirty yeah, word. We can speak about those ones later. But I'll also, <laughs> add, I'll also add on from a private landlord um, or someone that manages a property themselves, a big thing that I'm seeing um, with private landlords is they find it very uncomfortable to increase the rent. So quite often these landlords have got a property that's well under market rate and it's just simply because they find it quite awkward to tell the tenant to pay more rent or give them notice. So if you've got an agent, that agent will keep an eye on it and actually be better financially because you'll be getting market rate for your property and having that middleman doing that for well, you. Well, you've just got a third party looking after things, haven't you? It yep. just takes the pressure off. Otherwise, uh, you're always worrying about your property, especially with the inspections and, oh, my gosh, there's so much there. But anyway, we'll get to that one in a minute. Um, so if I was then looking to rent out my property, what what uh, it, and, and obviously this is all about strata today, so we'll try and gear this across to strata to help people with their apartments or their villas or townhouses or what have you. How do you, uh, what, what do I need to do to, to get my property ready for you to rent? Can't I just say, hey, can you rent my property? Where's the piece of paper? Let me sign up. Yeah, that, well, that's the start of it. So we get that <laughs> piece of paper and we get you to sign up. And then from that, we do want to make sure from a strata point of view that we know the property manager knows the house rules, has the registered bylaws for the property. We need to know whether pets are allowed in the complex. We need to know any rules surrounding parking, common areas, Areas. Sometimes the utilities are included, like electricity and water included. We need to know who's responsible for paying them, particularly water. And we also do like to focus on the current community, so the current strata, in terms of quite often we can get a small complex, maybe of four to eight in the complex, and it's really helpful to know whether they're all own-occupied or if they're all renters because one thing that we totally accept is that it'd be very, very nervous for 
owners that live in a strata complex all of a sudden get told that one of the units is now going to be rented out and it's so common that people do get very, very worried about what is the property manager going to now put they get, in. They get nervous and a little bit um, protective or possessive, don't they? Um, totally understandable yeah, yeah. though. And if we can sort of gauge who is living in the complex, then we can sort of work out who's going to be a right fit for the for the property. And it's really important for a strata owner to let us know if they've got any concerns so that we can make sure that we match correctly because, um, you know, you could have, I had one where it was all the owners were above 70 years of age in there and we made it, we were looking for a mature couple and we took a bit longer to find them, but we got a mature couple that lived in the complex and it worked out beautifully, but there's no point putting... Oh, you want harmony, you, know. you don't want grief. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially in a strata complex. Absolutely. I think that's brilliant that you've actually acknowledged that, that you really do identify with the site and the community because I think that that is a critical problem in strata in general that um, we as in the industry need to um, highlight to anyone buying into a strata, understand the community. You're, you're going into a community, understand that that is the case. Uh, you know, it's like going to join the bowling club or the tennis club. You are playing a certain type of sport that is really an individual sport where it all can be a light team sport. And if you're typically a netballer or play soccer, you may not fit into that community. And it's similar with strata, you know, depending on the size of the property. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, strata. Anyway, so... What what to next? Here we go. So we've covered off on critical points, which is obviously the strata plan and bylaws, the water, electricity, the gas, because there's so many, there's, especially with new buildings these days, even the gas can actually be common property now and in the budget. Lot boundaries is a really interesting one, and I know that a lot of strata managers can struggle with this, um, let alone um, property managers. And if you're not actually given the information prior and there is no real system for us to sort of note these things as yet, there's no um, app, so to speak, how do you go about it? It's really just work your way through it and typically take that the outside part of the walls and the roof is, is common property? Yeah, generally we would. I, we take a lot of guidance from other strata managers when it comes to that and don't, make too many assumptions yeah we would be definitely inclined to double check with a strata but quite often I think where sometimes the miscommunication can happen is a property manager can call up an owner and say to an owner we've got an issue with this and then the, the owner would say Our strata. ask the strata <laughs> or that's the strata responsibility because the owner because as we know, the owner doesn't know. No, correct. Yeah. And then we sort of find sometimes we can get into, a, a, you know, a bit of us, us calling you and then you say, no, it's the, the um, you know, it's the landlord. And then you go back to the owner and the owner says, no, I'm sure it's strata. And, yeah, it's – and yeah. there is no black and white. No. Well, well, there is on the strata plan, but it's understanding how to but interpret that. But it's different that. for everyone. And, yeah, exactly. And every plan is totally different. And what about um, term of rental? What what sort of there's two a couple of different types, isn't there, or is there probably three different types in terms of periodic and the fixed? Yeah. yeah. So you've got the periodic tenancy, which is no fixed end date, and then you've got a fixed term agreement, which means the own um, the tenant sorry is responsible for the lease until that date. So I don't personally hold a 
preference with either. And um, a lot of owners would like the fixed term agreement with the, the end date. But to be honest, a tenant can actually break their lease and at any stage. At any stage anyway. And yes, they've sufficient got, notice, is it? Yeah, but they've still got fees. They're still responsible for the rent until um, a new tenant's found or to the end of the lease. But there's just a difference with it. And a periodic lease for me is definitely a lot more flexibility and there's different notice periods for rent increases and notice to vacate as well. So it's nice and clear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Both, both options are very clear. Yeah. And what about uh, short term? Do you get much short term? How are you, especially in apartments, have you been asked to manage short term? Yeah, we, we have. Um, short term, we, we personally do a minimum six months. I think that quite often the stratas have rules around in the short term, so I'd rather not play in that area because I, I think you just, as a property manager, you're opening yourself up to a lot of risks and it's very frustrating for a strata manager if there is short-term renters. I would, I would consider maybe three or four months leases where it was suitable, but definitely nothing less that's than that's usually the underpinning requirement in most shires, isn't it? Correct. Typically the three, yeah. 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 Well, you've got, the, you've got the shire to get past, you've got the strata, strata. to get past, you've got the owner to get past. I know. All agreeing on a length term. It's easy yeah. just to do six months. But we did find with COVID a lot of the Airbnbs did convert to a normal tenancy with a real estate agent uh, and a lot of them came off the market. And we're probably starting to see them go back onto the Airbnb market a little bit more now. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of them go back on. So Mm. we'll see what happens. But, yeah, generally I just feel like it's too messy and too many permissions to be received from everyone. It's a high maintenance as well. So you would probably want to, or I suppose you would charge on each cycle anyway. But, yeah, look, it's from from us, from a strata point of view, obviously there's designated areas that are allowed to have short-term lease but I think yeah they're not they're just not suitable for strata no I agree I agree (laughs) absolutely anyway so open homes how do you go about yeah how do you go about marketing the property do do you know and preparation you know um, yeah what what do you do what do you tell the owner yeah so so this has actually changed a little bit lately and you've got some property managers where they get applications first and everyone that's interested in the property have to do an application. And then if your application is approved, not approved by the owner, but just shortlisted and that it um, checks out fine, you then get the opportunity to, to view. view the property. Ah, so that's one option. And the and that's because the market swung. Yes. Yeah. So there's pros to that. So one pro is that the property manager is not wasting their time showing lots of people through all the time. But one of the negatives of doing that is that you're not actually getting the hype. You're not getting 30 people at a home open. But from an owner's point of view, getting 30 people at a home open can sometimes be good because it can drive the price up a little bit because there's a demand there. When you start shortlisting and only showing people through individually, there's not that same demand to potentially push the rent up. Mm. So that's the difference. And then you've got the old school way of doing it, which is your home open by or by appointment and then processing application just like you normally would, but it's definitely changed a little bit and there's a lot of agencies that do application first. And do you think that might be the future? I think so. Like we've got... Makes, makes sense really, doesn't it? It does. We've got some properties where the quality of our tenants is very low. So at the moment, quality of tenants is shocking. So I would say 70% of applications are 
crappy applications. Poor, yep, poor quality. Yep, absolutely. Wow. So then what it does is it means that we're not wasting our time going out to poor people that are not going to be approved anyway and it can potentially be well, it makes t- total sense to have pre-qualified people yes and from a safety aspect it also makes sense yeah. as well because you've got all the details if you think about it, all the details of the person looking through the property so from a security point of view it's very safe as well as opposed to just showing random people through and and if uh, as yourself you know em- employing staff that yeah. you know that's huge risk obviously having staff on site without all the details yeah yeah and then also, some of the people looking at the property could off-put others and mm. they're pre-qualified just makes, yeah, I think that's a great move. And do I need to do anything to my apartment to get it in order, though? To get the property ready or a strata property ready for rent, it's, it's very simply just making sure that the, the property is clean, clean and, tidy. and tidy and the gardens have been attended to. And if you're in a strata and there's something on the exterior that could be um, that could improve it from a street curb appeal, then it would be a good opportunity to do that. To reach out and ask yeah. strata if they can help along with yeah. the process. And do you assist any of the people in relation to getting their properties in order, the apartments sometimes? Yeah, yeah. So, so nearly all property managers will definitely help with the, you know, carpet cleaning, professional cleaning, and definitely if there's just some simple painting or something simple that needs doing, a lot of property managers probably won't go down the road or they will charge extra if you need a kitchen renovated or a bathroom renovated oh, just from, from that. But but generally it's pretty um, superficial stuff that needs doing and a property manager can definitely help get that ready. And um, what we might do is we might do a wrap-up on this one and then uh, another time we'll actually come back and discuss rent payments, breaches, property condition reports and bonds and all the other technical high need details that a property manager does and why they get paid what they get paid really so lastly though how do you qualify tenants what do you look for yeah a a good application is someone who has a real estate reference that is our number one and I would prefer to see a real estate reference than a private landlord reference there are ways that we can check it out and make sure they're not lying about it but that's definitely very very important for us and then we are looking at do they pay their rent on time? Do they present the property well for inspections, including the gardens? And are they decent humans to work with as well? Um, you know, they need to be not have caused any problems from a character point of view in terms of we don't want them to have a reference where they've been rude to the property manager or bullying. And that's an interesting one because we did have one recently with a property where the man was later... Uh, had his face plastered across quite a few newspapers here and over east. Very colourful person. And so we actually wondered on this property how he actually managed to uh, become the tenant at the property. Mm. Um, but you've really got to be careful there because obviously just because someone's had a prior conviction doesn't really give you the grounds to decline, does it? Can, can I give you a really good yeah, story about can. this? I did have a tenant. I've still got a tenant and I, young couple, with a little toddler and he had been in prison. He had been in for three years and recently out. And I had a, a really good, strong gut feeling about this couple. And I had my staff with the application plastering all those horrible news stories and all of that on the application saying to me, Ash, don't go ahead, don't go ahead. And there was something about it that I kept on processing 
We worked with this couple probably for about two weeks processing the application. I spoke to the prison officer. I spoke to a lot of people in regards to it. And I did decide to go ahead with the application because, number one, everyone does deserve a second chance. Understandable. And there was little things, little gaps that I could fill in where he um, no longer spoke to a few people that were associated with the situation. And I could tell, I spoke to his parole officer. So you qualified him really well. From a character point of view. And I can tell you, he would be one of our best tenants that we've got. And now because we gave him that opportunity, he now attends to the maintenance. If we had a letterbox that fell down, he would just say, Ash, can I just put that letterbox back up and send you a receipt oh from Bunnings gosh. for the concrete? And I said, thank you. He looks after the property um, like it's his own and he is 100% a fantastic tenant. And it, it's it's because there's a couple of things you've got to go on, take on board. And, and yeah, he passed everything except for that one little conviction thing. And um, the the risk paid off and he's fantastic and we're very lucky to have him that's heartwarming isn't mm. it i think that's those, it's those little stories that actually make your job worthwhile doesn't it yeah you know because you can actually help someone in the end and do the right thing and work through and just go call it out and just go no i think i don't think this is how this person really is i think they've removed themselves from those sort of um issues in their life and yeah. let's give them a chance especially with a little baby and and, and, and yeah. just having that being honest with them and when we did the application we said to them listen we have to we have to speak to the owner like we're going to really have to scrutinize your bank statement for example so we went through the bank statement very very carefully to take everything into account so that when we put it to the owner we're giving the owner the full story and it was very confrontational for them but we were very honest and the communication was there. And again, another good quality um, from a character point of view that that was so helpful in understanding where we we're coming from and doing their best to give us everything. So a really good example of... Um, That's yeah. fabulous. Mm. So we're actually um, going to get together a little bit of a checklist that we'll add to this podcast that we can put out to owners looking to rent out their properties and the questions that they need to ask or, or details they need to obtain from their strata manager prior to obviously signing off on their tenancy agreement or, or moving through and signing off, yeah, on the ten- the final, which is a tenancy agreement. So, Ash, it's been wonderful chatting with you today. Ashley um, from SoCo Real Estate here in South Perth, property management. Really appreciate your time. Thank no you. Worries. Thanks for having me, Liz. Cheers. <laughs>